1: Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy, nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York.
2: Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically.
1: I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers, and you know what makes me mad? When insurance companies deny your claim for no good reason. That's why people call me. I'm the lawyer insurance companies don't want to deal with. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. Uh, I'm joined on this program. It's a wonderful program, really. It's going to be a, just a Delirious pod um, is harsh, harsh.
0: Always available, baby.
1: It's 1.30 a.m. on yeah. a Friday night.
0: Listen, I'm telling you, I'm really here for this Raptor shit.
1: It's scary hours, man.
0: I, I feel like I would have been delirious if it was like 10 p.m. Yeah, you know. but
1: that, that game energized you. Bro,
0: that shit was wild. I was talking so much shit on the timeline.
1: Oh, my God. Yo, I, I called Chris Paul a banana boat deli wow <laughs> hey, yo he looked like della vadova up there He was just like making little dirty plays missing jumpers
0: he was bad my...
1: yeah man he was bad anyway let's 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 just set the stage all right the toronto raptors played host to the houston rockets on friday night coming into this game both teams number one seed in their conference um the Rockets were on a 17-game winning streak, which is the longest win streak of the entire season. The Raptors were on a modest six-game winning streak, although um, they're re- they have really won like 13 or the last 14 games, and then that one loss was at overtime in Milwaukee. So, the Raptors are also on a huge streak. So, this is like pretty much just a a, a battle of uh, giants um, and potential finals. Matchup if we really want to go there. Although I, I'm still not fully ready to go there, um, and it was the Toronto Raptors that defeated the Houston Rockets by a score of 108 to 105. Yet another state, yet another statement win by the Raptors. Um, and yo, just harsh. Let's just start here, all right? How at what point did you feel like you're going to win this game and be? did you feel like you're going to win this, this this game the whole time? Cause I kind of felt that way, which is crazy to feel that that kind of confidence about a team, um, you know, that is shorthanded going up against a team that had won 17 games in a row.
0: Yeah. I think rationally speaking, like when they went up like 15 or whatever in the second quarter and maintained that lead into halftime, I think like you should feel relatively comfortable. Like the fact that they're at home and, um, they kind of seemed to have a game plan to stop Houston shooting threes. Um, mm-hmm. The defense was really on point. Like, I, I thought that a lot of stuff was lining up well. And it was like, I think you, we messaged each other at halftime. Like it was, I was kind of disappointed to be up only 15. Yep, same. So, I mean, that really was a testament to like how well the Raptors had played. Especially mm-hmm. in the first, I would say the first, uh, I don't know, 18 minutes or so. They were like absolutely amazing.
1: Uh, Yeah,
0: I don't know. But like, again, like, I think it's one of those things like we're kind of I don't know if it's just Raptors fans, to be honest, but it's just like in the back of your mind with a team as good as Houston with such a quick strike offense that they have. Like you're kind of always worried that they can catch up.
1: Um, Here's the but here's the thing, though. I I didn't actually feel that way about the Rockets. I thought we were going to win this game. Like, I mean, like it's, it's always fun to, like, front, like, you know, we're not going to win and, like, whatever, and play possum as Raptors fans are kind of used to. But, like, I don't know, man. I just felt like we could take them. You know what I mean? We did, we did do
0: a really good job of counterpunching every single time. Like, yes. even when they cut it down to, like, five or six, like, we'd go on a mini run to push it back up to, like, ten. Yeah. You know, so I thought we were doing a good job of counter punching. I just thought our game plan against like the Rockets for the most part was so so spot on.
1: Dwayne Casey, Coach of the Year.
0: Oh man, like just daring them into taking those mid range jumpers that they would never take. Like I I guess honestly, like we'll talk about this, but James Harden is amazing, man.
1: Yeah, the the one guy I was afraid of was obviously was James Harden because like we all know that he can just like generate these step back threes out of thin air. Like, he'll just dribble at you for, like, 10 minutes and, like, not move and then step back and, and hit a three. And you can, like, contest a shot, but so long as you don't touch the basketball, the ball's going in the rim. It's crazy.
0: Um, and even, Harden like, was going to, even like yeah, on was the good. pick and roll, like, the way that he, like, obviously we were sagging back in the paint just to, you know, because we kind of yeah. know what their shot profile looks like. So it's like, if they're mm-hmm. not going to take threes, just protect the basket. And and we were kind of daring him to do it. But even then, he was getting to the basket at will. Like, I don't even know how he is doing it, to be honest. But he's just such an amazing player. Like, it almost – you almost take for granted how special he is, you know? Because he kind of looks goofy with, like, his stupid beard. And, like, he doesn't have a, a, a athleticism that kind of explodes off the screen or anything. Like, you just kind of take his greatness for granted, I find.
1: Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, you know, he's – He's, like, very subtle in many ways. I mean, obviously, he's very subtle in drawing foul calls. Um, but in this game, it wasn't even that. I mean, he couldn't have 40 points. He only had seven free throws. A couple of them were, like, bait fouls or whatever. But, like, that's honestly part of his game. It is what it is. But it's just, like, he's very subtle. And, like, he's if he gets a shoulder by you, or if he gets a slight angle by you, like, he's so strong that he'll just power off you and go to the rim. And if you do step up even, like, a second early, he'll throw the lob. And if you step up a second late he'll throw the floater and he'll finish. And, like, Harden was just deadly all game. But, I mean, l- I mean let's let's go back to the start of the game first off. The Raptors um, came out energized. Um, we've seen a lot of times the Raptors come out slow. Um, that's usually against, like, subpar competition. Like, all right, wow, it's the Detroit Pistons, who cares? It's the Atlanta Hawks, who cares? But if they care about these games, they come out strong. And that's what the Raptors did tonight. They went up 22 points in the first half. Um up two things. Like you said, one, that defense was just phenomenal. Um, Dwayne Casey, I'm sure he went back and looked at how San Antonio guarded um, Houston last year because uh, it was the same thing, right? Like they put a guy on Harden and played him, played him really tight, played him to go over the screen um, and just, like you know, fight as much as possible to deny that pull up jumper off the high screen. And then after that, they put the role man, um, the guy guarding the role man, which is usually Jonas. At right, pretty much right underneath the rim, and yep. so if you're going to roll towards him, he doesn't. It's hard to do so because he's right there to protect. And also, if Harden is driving towards him, um, you know, again, JV's there to protect. And I thought this was one of JV's best defensive performances, probably the best defensive performance I've seen out of JV ever. Um, because outside of James Harden, he was effective against Chris Paul, Eric Gordon, and his you know dime-looking face, and like you know, <laughs> uh, PJ Tucker and, and Trevor Ariza, and but. Like, just defensively, I thought the Raptors were just just played a perfect style because, like you said, they were basically daring them to shoot mid-range shots and they just wouldn't do it. Um, And then offensively, Kyle Lowry. Bro, I got to take back some of the Kyle Lowry slander. If he could turn it on like this, I got to take that back.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those things, right? Like, people talk about how when players get a little older, it's not that they can't do it at all. Mm -hmm. It's just they can do it less frequently. Like, it's hard to do it on a night-to-night basis, but, like, you know, Lowry's had some performances this year, like like tonight. Like, today was just crazy. Like
1: No, tonight was the best performance of the season. Tonight by, was just by, insane. By Larry. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he was... Uh, like, I thought DeRozan didn't really have it. He was still pretty good. But, like, Lowry was just dialed in, especially to start the game. Like, he was the one... Yeah. He's the reason why they actually pushed that lead up to, like, 15 to start the game.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you know, most of it, the offense was, like, pull up threes... Um, the Rockets were a little bit sloppy in the way they guarded Lowry, but we haven't also just haven't seen a game from Lowry this year where he's been that clinical, where see he has daylight he's going to shoot and the jumper was good. Like, Lowry was just on point with that. But also, like, Lowry going to the basket, like, that's something that Lowry hasn't done much this year, but he was going to the basket easily. And the Rockets do have some pretty good wing defenders. I just think that, like, the Rockets are caught off guard a little bit because, like, they were expecting, all right, all the offense is going to go through tomorrow and whatever. And it just didn't really work out that way. You know, like, Lowry was the one that was doing that. And also, Lowry defensively, like, that's when Lowry's at his best. When he can, like, help cause some disruptions and then push the pace and then, like, get a good shot in transition. Like, that's when Lowry's at his absolute peak.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a bit of a different game from the way that we normally play in that Lowry was kind of dictating the offense to start, not necessarily DeMar. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought it worked. Um, the the main thing I think you kind of talked about is that like I th- I thought that we kind of took them by surprise. Like I don't know if they expected. Like, it's hard to read into this, these kind of things, but I don't know if they expected like a playoff type atmosphere. Like that was incredible. Like just to start the game, like the crowd was chanting like "Let's go Raptors!" Like you know how we yeah. at every home game like we see that shit. Like that's what it was. I don't even know why the crowd was so fired up, but like I don't know. It was- if if the Rockets anticipated that sort of an atmosphere, but mm-hmm. we definitely caught them napping a little bit.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure, and that's like honestly, that's a credit to the crowd. Like, um, first off, like you know, Toronto has a bit of that late arriving um, problem in terms of just people getting into the game and stuff. But you could really feel like the excitement within this game led a lot of people to just make sure to get there early because, like, from the jump, it was it, it was just a daunting atmosphere to come to. You know, it's like going to Anfield. Like, it's just a fortress, you know? Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's true. It was, it, yeah. it definitely felt it had like. an airfield, too, yeah. It, it was like, it's the kind of thing that, that the American, like, talking heads always like to talk about, like the Raptors' home crowd. Like, in rea- mm-hmm. in reality, the Raptors' home crowd isn't like that all the time, but they definitely nah, were today. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it had the playoff feel. And look, the Raptors went into halftime, like you said, with a 15 point lead. Um, the Rockets, of course, responded strongly in the second half. They kind of got their stuff together, uh, especially defensively. They really tightened up a lot of things. Um, but also just offensively, I, th- I figured the Rockets kind of like simplified their offense even more. And a lot of that was like just like isolation or like they, still, they were still, you know, they were just basically they figured out like running screens wasn't really working and playing high, speed like fast pace wasn't really working. I actually, I felt like the Raptors were way better at playing fast than the Rockets were which is weird because the Rockets are always known as this fast team. Um, But the Rockets kind of slowed things down. They kind of went isolation more, and their players started hitting more shots. And I'm talking more specifically about James Harden because the fourth-quarter performance he put on was just, like, it was terrifying, man. Like, there's a couple possessions where, like, Norm's, like, right up on him, um, playing great defense, Norm. And Harden still ends up with, like, 40 points and a whole bunch of step-back jumpers, uh, a lot of them in the fourth quarter to push that comeback.
0: Yeah, honestly, like, without – it's weird to say because I feel like the Raptors really should have won this game by, like, 10 points. Like, yeah.
1: James Harden – I feel like we played 10 points better than them. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought that that was, like, pretty much, like, a single-handed effort by the on the Rockets, like, for, for James Harden. Like, some
1: mm-hmm.
0: of those pull-up threes that he hit in the fourth quarter was just, like, come on, man. Like, the one to tie it at 102 was just, like, yeah. dude. Um, But, yeah, like – I don't know like I just thought the, that the defensive game plan was so perfect and and it's like one of those things where you kind of wonder if if obviously the Rockets are great but like they got to be able to adapt like they got to just take some of the take what the defense is giving you like take some of those mid-range shots like what was Chris Paul doing like why didn't he yeah, shoot
1: that was, that was strange right cuz the the whole thing with Chris Paul is like first off he's one of the greatest mid-range shooters ever and I thought that you know, like, you know, we were giving a lot of love to JV and rightfully so. But the one thing JV really struggles with is if that guy around that screen pulls up. And yeah. Harden wasn't able to pull up because they were chasing out the three-point line. But we know Harden doesn't take mid-range shots. Yeah, Chris Paul is a great mid-range shooter. And when he did shoot it from the mid-range today, JV did nothing. Like he, There was one play where like Chris Paul came around the screen in the fourth quarter. JV kind of stood in the paint and did what he was supposed to do. And Chris Paul was just like, all right, I'm going to hit this jumper. And it and, and went in. But I just didn't really, I didn't understand why... Chris Paul didn't do that more. I mean, the rest of the Rockets, I get it. Like, you have like a, like, Daryl Morey will, like, basically fine you $1,000, basically, if you (laughs) take a mid range shot. But, like, with Chris Paul, like, he should be allowed to. And he just didn't really have the impact today. I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I said this, when I'm saying that this man looked like Banana Boat Della (laughs) Vadova out there tonight. (laughs) 14 points on five of 13 shooting, 0 of three from deep, three assists, and two turnovers. Like yo, the man got outplayed by Fred VanVleet.
0: Yeah, forget forget Lowry. Like he got outplayed <laughs> yeah. by VanVleet.
1: Yo, Lowry, outplayed, played like it was ridiculous. That was it's not even close. But yeah. yo, VanVleet.
0: Yo, VanVleet was real nice, man. I'm I'm actually surprised that he shot as badly as he did. He was like five for thirteen today. It felt like he was like seven of nine.
1: Yeah, I mean, he had that one layup in the fourth quarter that also rimmed out. It looked like it was definitely going. in. He like went to the the high scoop over a Palace contest and it it somehow rimmed out. But yo, can we just, can we just take a step back and think about the fact that Fred Van Vliet is an undrafted um, senior point guard uh, in in his sophomore year, but essentially his rookie year because he didn't play much last year at all. And the man is closing the game. He's outplaying Chris Paul. He's like, remember that play he had where he like picked up Chris Paul full court like Chris Paul could barely get the ball um, past half court over the eight second mark. Um, I, in fact, I don't think he even think he did, but he did push the ball up, and then the Raptors got the steal, and the ball went the other way, and Siakam went a layup. Like Fred VanVleet is out here shutting down Chris Paul, who is like the best point guard of his generation, and then going shot for shot with Harden in the fourth quarter. Like what is going on?
0: Yo, he's gonna get the bag this summer, man.
1: He's, he's not getting no bag, all right? He's yo. getting an RPM bag.
0: <laughs> yo, just, just I'm just telling you, Masai's going to reward this man. But, yeah, like, especially with uh, DeLon out, there was even more yeah. kind of ball handling load on, on Van Vliet. So, I kind of, like, mm-hmm. you, you kind of even, like, sympathize with him for that because, I mean, they basically replaced DeLon with Malcolm Miller in the lineup, who was, yo, you know, who was Put some good. respect
1: shot us to, respect the Mahu Miller.
0: Yo, that's Humdi Miller right there. That's Humdi. <laughs> that's Humdi Miller, man. But yeah, like, he kind of... He didn't even have, like, a secondary ball handler to, to uh, play off of in the second unit. So... Yeah, he didn't. So, I don't know, man. Van Vliet he's really out here. Like,
1: I, I and that's don't... The thing Yo, really, like he's the the way he's able to take over for the second unit. Like the second unit was going through a little bit of a rough stretch to like start like the first two minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah. And like um the, the 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 Rockets bench actually really did play some really good defense. Um and the Rockets like don't have a deep rotation. So we're talking like when I say the Rockets bench, I mean like Luke Creschard and Bamute and like Eric Gordon and Joe mm-hmm. Johnson with Chris Paul and Trevor Rizzo. So that's two starters and three bench players. Um Whereas the just playing their all bench lineup, and I was getting a little bit like worried. I was like, Yo, put in put in Lowry. Like, come on, like we, you know, like we just need to make sure we preserve this lead. And the Rockets did cut it to like three points or something, like five points maybe. And then all of a sudden, the bench would come through with this like burst of their own, and a lot of that was Van Bleet just going to the rim, hitting a three, playing some great defense. Like,
0: I ah, thought there was that sequence. I think it was at the end of the fourth quarter. The that this that's the three that Harden hit actually to make it 102-102. That's the one where Van Vliet was like, played perfect defense. Yeah. Like, absolutely perfect. Like, didn't bite on his fake. Stayed Mm -hmm. with him when Harden tried to drive. And then he just hit, like, a complete prayer of a three-pointer. But, like, you know, Van Vliet's defense, I think it catches some of these guys by surprise, you know? Because they're just like, who the hell is this guy Drake lookalike? Like, Like, where did he come from? Like...
1: (laughs) Yo, who's sitting courtside if this is Drake on the court? Like, yeah,
0: exactly. They're like, who the he- like, where this guy come from? They just they think he's gonna be a waste man, but like, he can he can <laughs> play, man. Like, he's a tough defender,
1: dude. He's making clutch plays for the Raptors. And like, I mean, the last game, he he hit the game winner in overtime. Today, he played a, the entire fourth quarter, um, and just
0: he had what seven points dude, in the fourth.
1: He's fantastic, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, but like. No, I mean yeah, I mean look the Raptors like uh going down the stretch, um it was a it was a tight game going down the stretch and it was very imperative for the Raptors to um execute and the Rockers are actually a pretty good defensive team this year. They have a lot of good defenders. James Harden actually played some incredible defense on DeMar DeRozan, I thought, but the Raptors played very good offense, I thought. Like um the times where they got into trouble was when they would set a screen with Harden's man to get a switch for Harden on Demar, and Harden was able to stop Demar a lot. They're really familiar with each other too. Like they've known each other since childhood. They play in the Drew League every year. So like they kind of know each other's moves. So Harden kind of um, c- could anticipate a lot of what Demar did. So that didn't really go in anywhere. But aside from that, um, we're talking like Van Vleet turning the corner, going to the rim, talking about Kyle Lowry driving in and, and feeding a little dump off to JV who finished. Uh, we're talking about a timeout play drawn up by Dwayne Casey, where he got uh, Demar downhill with the ball. About six minutes left, he goes to the rim uh, for a key layup. We're talking about a key three from Lowry, like like. I mean, just just good execution, I thought overall from the Raptors um, offensively, and I thought that was enough, really, except for the fact that you know, like you like we've been talking about, Harden hit all these step back jumpers out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, it really came down to a couple key possessions and it was the defense that needed to come through and again this is where jv shined the man got a block uh and then also that key steal um where i think harden was trying to feed it down low into capella and like you know um jv broke it up and just like jv getting boards like jv hitting those two clutch free throws like i thought jv was really vital to this game um, and he earned the right to close this game, uh, and he was closing this game out with four guards around him, and he did a great job of it. Yeah, I which think... is something you would never say about JV. Right? Like JV defending on its own against a team that shoots a bunch of threes in the fourth quarter with a bunch of guards around him—that's that's never been JV's forte, and yet he comes up big with defensive plays, like big defensive plays, and two clutch free throws.
0: Yeah, like I think he got he got cooked a couple of times by. Capella on those lobs, but that shit'll happen when, yeah. when Harden gets that, gets into honestly, the paint. Honestly,
1: that's yeah, that's more on like the guard, really. Like if the guard doesn't play Harden perfectly up top, Harden's gonna get into the paint and at that point you're screwed.
0: Right, because then you're basically asking Jonas to cover two people at once, and that's not gonna happen.
1: Yeah, and those two people are Capella who's like an incredible lob finisher and James Harden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: No, but I thought I thought Jonas was awesome. Like even, even his offensive what? game, man, like yeah. hitting those like little jumpers, like there was that one jumper that he hit. Because you know how Jonas, when he takes the jumper, he's usually, like, very... Like he does, like, a pump fake. He'll wait if there's... He'll see if there's space or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's this one mm-hmm. where he just, like, caught the ball, turned around, like, quick shot. Like, he was set already. Like, it was like a Serge Ibaka-type yep. shot. And I don't know. that's like, a new wrinkle to his game. Like, he was definitely making his presence felt. What did he have? Like, four offensive rebounds? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, man.
1: Like... He's bigger on the glass, and you know he's he's been so much better at finishing over smaller dudes. Like no more bringing the ball down or anything. Just like staying big, um, using your like hips to like sort of like step in and creating a little bit of space, and then just putting up the shot. Like he's he's been a lot better at doing that of late, um, and just pretty much all season. Yo, the
0: yeah, funniest, the funniest the funniest possession was when, DeRozan like dribbled the ball with like until there were maybe four seconds left on the shot clock, then kicked it into J V in the
1: corner. Yo, I was just gonna say these (laughs) possessions of JV in the corner have to stop. It's really I know what Casey's doing, like he's like, I don't I don't want the the big involved at the rim. But you gotta realize our 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 players aren't getting to the rim. (laughs) Um and so maybe we gotta stop putting J V in the corner because uh he could be better serve screening for the ball sometimes. But yeah. Dude, the last two times he's tried to drive out the corner has been like hilarious turnovers.
0: Like uh, another thing, another thing about this game was like you know the the shot that DeRozan hit to make it one hundred and four, one hundred and two. Yeah, um, that was tough. That was tough. I that was like stupid
1: tough man. <laughs> I was
0: screaming. I was losing my mind. Like, and then he hit it. So then you're like, all right, well, I guess told me. Yeah, yeah, it was legit, Kobe. But then again, you can't be too mad because like James Harden was hitting like unconscious threes too. So whatever.
1: Yeah, it's not like the Rockets were running some fantastic offense with anything. Like exactly, they weren't, they, were,
0: they yeah. weren't doing shit. Like they were legit yeah. would not could not get shit on us. So whatever.
1: Um, but yeah, in the end, the Raptors, um, you know, got got the stops when they needed to, and they got the win. Um. Three stars. I think we can both agree Larry's number one star, JB's number two star. Yeah, that's fair. Who you who get getting that third star to? I think
0: you still gotta go De Rosen.
1: Don't go DeRozan. You're not going with Van Vliet, you're not getting the hype?
0: Nah, I mean Van Vliet had a nice like five minute stretch in the fourth quarter, but like it's still <laughs> okay. it's still DeRozan on the on the whole. We're
1: really we're really gassing out Van Vliet. Yeah. The man deserves it. He deserves it.
0: No, he has no money, so he can get these compliments. Yo,
1: straight up, man. <laughs> support his Etsy site,
0: alright? yo, please, it's Shopify.
1: <laughs> yo, I, I I know I put out a tweet that's that that showed like a screen cap of after the <laughs> the Pistons game of me buying all this FVV gear. I did not do that. All right, I have less money than FVV, so. Yo, listen.
0: You know how like I might, complex... buy a, I might
1: buy a bracelet, a five dollar bracelet, which I'm I'm tight about. But you know what? If that helps reduce the Raptor salary figure, I'll do it.
0: Yo, you know I'll how complex has I... those complex has those like segments where they take like a celebrity to go buy shoes. Yeah, Drake needs to do that, except on Fred VanVleet's site. Like, just buy all this shit, please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's, it's Drake and Joe LaPuma. Yeah, just like <laughs> looking up his website. <laughs> He's like, yo, this sweater's sick, man. It's got the same, this gray one's the same as this black one. And they both say, bet on yourself, 619, Rockford. Yeah, I'm
0: telling Number you. Number
1: 23.
0: There's a Yu-Gi-Oh! logo right there. Like,
1: Yo, <laughs> yo shout out to our guy uh, Shankar for giving us the tip that the uh, Millennium Puzzle Chain is not for sale yet. Wow. He ain't trying to give it up.
0: Reven and Lead is really out here building his brand, man. I'm telling you, this guy is <laughs> that minimum salary, bro. That'll that'll get you grinding like nothing else.
1: He's, he's not trying to. He's not trying to have a whole team of Yugi Motos out here. Exa- oh my god! Um, but yeah,
0: third star. I'm the gonna other get guy, DeRosa. Sorry, what'd what?
1: You say? No, the other guy. The other guy from Yu Gi Oh. Oh my god! The guy that used the final board. <laughs> I don't know what you're that- talking. What are you talking about? The guy with the white hair. Is that Weevil? Oh, sure. Pegasus? No, not Weevil. No, man. Forget it. Forget it. Assad will tell us when he listens to this pod. Yeah. He'll, gonna, he'll
0: DM us. He's going to get mad at me
1: for the references I made, but yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah, let's give it to the roads. And then, in terms of your Gerald Henderson Award, who are you giving <sighs> that to? That one's tough. I don't know. They were all shit, I was going to say, right? Everyone kind of played. You know what? I'll give it to Trevor Ariza. He had some tough finishes over JV. Yeah. then He went pretty good around the rim, and then Ariza had some tough, really tough finishes.
0: Yeah, they were all I trash. mean, only
1: 13 points, but whatever. Listen. Yeah, it was, it was just hard.
0: PJ Tucker and Chris Paul, all they did today was practice Greco-Roman wrestling. That's all they did today. <laughs>
1: Yo, they were playing a different sport, man. Yo. I mean. I know I love, I love PJ. I love Uncle PJ. <laughs> but watching him play against us, I'm like, yo, what are you even saying, man? That's not even the same sport. That looks like when I play basketball. I'm just like, I know I'm a ball. I know I'm a scrub. Like, whatever. <laughs> I'm just going to come in here, hard foul some dudes, talk trash for no reason that I can't even personally back up. Someone on my team's got to back that up for me. Like, Dan Reynolds got to hit a shot. But, like, you know, like I'm just going to be out here to muck the game up. And that's – that's, they... that's, that's they PJ had talk.
0: 13 personal fouls called on them
1: all game. Excuse that's me? Wild. Yo, <laughs> that's wild, man. Because all they were doing was hand-checking. Like, if you go through this game and watch the highlights, the Raptors actually played really well, despite the fact that the Rockets kind of had, like, one hand, two hands on them. Like, yo, the Rockets, even when they played offense, they had hands on us, man. They, like, the James Harden would, like, pull someone's arm towards him, and then he would, like, release the arm, and it will look like someone hit him. I'm like, yo...
0: You remember that, remember,
2: that
0: one, remember that one? Remember that one? Remember that one play where Jonas got surrounded by like three guys
1: and like lost the ball? Yes,
2: I'm like, Yo, how is like? like
1: <laughs> how did you think he lost the ball? you think it's because? Did you see like if uh, it's gonna be like on those last two minute reports? Like sometimes they'll just like put incorrect, but sometimes they'll say like observer one enhanced camera. Yeah, because like sometimes you can't see right, and sometimes I swear to God we're gonna see the last 2 minute report and it's gonna say. Observer under enhanced camera. P.J. Tucker shanked <laughs> JV for a rebound and doing that one scrum at the end because, like, bro, that ball was loose for, like, 10 seconds and, like, all P.J. was doing was, like, <laughs> like, swimming in bodies trying to get to that ball.
0: Um, and, honestly, um, P.J. Tucker, Tucker had him in, like, a triangle choke, man. P.J. Pr- Tucker was r- running Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Like, that's what Nene <laughs> is teaching him, man.
1: <laughs> yo, that's what, yo, how is Nene still in the league? <sighs> Nene. You're older than the Bakken man. Get out of here.
0: Nene legit has gray hair. Like, his hair is just gray. Nene came in for four minutes, shot, shot over three, and dipped. He was the anti-Gerald Henderson.
1: Yes, he was he was what Gerald Henderson is for everyone else.
0: Yeah, exactly. He was a real-life Gerald
1: Henderson. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Harsh. Yo. You're a real one for doing this podcast.
0: Yo, Raptors, 48-17, 61 season coming.
1: We got to go twelve and five the rest of the way. Do you want them to get sixty wins? Hell yeah. Why?
0: What do you mean? Don't Why would like, you not want them to get sixty wins? I just feel like it. It kind of puts the target back on them again. You know what I mean? The
1: target's gonna be on them, man. They're, the target's gonna be on them. Like they're they're gonna be the number one seed. Like, yo, if they play a game one like
0: today, man, I need I need that shit. Please don't mail it in in game one,
1: dog. All right, I'm I'm I'm, over, I'm gonna be ashamed to admit this. All right, so I've been playing NBA live. Come because it was, like, $5 on PlayStation Plus. Come on. And, like, ordinarily I'm a 2K guy, but, like, I, it was $5. So I, I made, like, a my player campaign. Whatever, he's the best Asian to ever play basketball. Sorry, Yao Ming. All right. The, the sliders are pretty low, too. I'm not very good at these games. I finally got to the playoffs. I had, wrote, I had like, a 20-game winning streak coming into this game. I played the Knicks in game one, and somehow I scored, like, 49 points, and we still lost by two. All right. Come even on. in a video game, the Raptors can't even win game one. And I, I didn't even want to reset the game because I was pretty happy to score 49. I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> um, yeah, man. So it, it's a real curse. It's a real curse. It's been programmed. It's all good, man. What, what, the
0: Raptors, they swept the Houston Rockets. Just remember that.
1: This is, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the Rockets regressed. That's going to be the title of this podcast.
0: Oh, yes. yeah, Daryl Murray, regressed. eat that. Yeah.
1: You know what? honestly, I, I, as much as I love being petty, um, all Daramaru was trying to say is that there is an effect of, like, when teams get hot, then people write about them being real. And inevitably, they're never going to be as good as when they're hot, and so they regress. And so there's usually, like, a weird bump that happens downwards after you write about a team.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that, that makes sense. But,
1: but, dude, you can't just say regression as if the Raptors are fucking regressing because they lost to the Pacers, all right? We ain't regressing the shit. All we did was regress to the mean, our true average, all right, which is a 75-percentage-win t- team. Because that's what we are right now. That's wild, man. That's wild. We, we, I feel like we're the Spurs or something. This Yo, is weird. There's Malcolm Miller. That, Malcolm Miller! Dude, can we just talk about the fact that Malcolm Miller came in for 10 <laughs> minutes and won 3 of 3 with a 3 for 7 points? What? I think so. Some... Who, who,
0: who is he? I think but, Joe Wolfon was tweeting how, I think he went on a 7-2 run by himself in the second quarter.
1: Bro, he was hitting a three, he was cutting to the rim, like, yo, uh, this is just a guy that we got off the street, alright? He's playing for, like, the main Red Claws last year. Bro, bro this guy ben went
0: to like, Holy Cross for college.
1: Bro, no he didn't, man. Holy Cross hasn't know, been
0: good since Bob Cousy went there, alright? He,
1: he went to Scarlet Heights for high school, alright? <laughs>
0: He went to Seneca. Let's be honest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Besides, so I'm playing intramural ball at York University. He's like, yo, I need that.
0: This man is from Sheridan, Oakville.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, all right, right. harsh. out to it.
0: Malcolm Miller, man.
1: What a what a win! What a fucking win!
0: What a great win!
1: Yeah. All right. All right. Follow Harsh on Twitter at I'm Harsh Hopefully, Harsh will chill with the Kyle Lowry tweets. But to be honest, that's part of the that's part of the charm. Is it? Really. I guess it is. I'll take it. No, nah, it's part of the charm, man. It's part of the charm. Shout out to Secret. Oh boy, a real one, really, really
0: a real one. Yeah,
1: very, very real. <laughs> um, and yeah, thank thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Ten things will drop soon. If you're still up at two a.m. listening to this stuff, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised because there's a lot of y'all there, but um the 10 things will drop a little bit later than usual. Like I'm talking like two 30, but like it'll drop. All right. It, it'll be out there. And uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Thanks to everyone for supporting the Patreon. Thanks that, to harsh uh, for coming on the podcast. And uh, we'll be back on Sunday to talk about the next game. It's going to be a letdown. It's going to be a letdown. <laughs> Yo, it's 1 PM on, on a Sunday at MSG. <laughs> That's going to be
0: tough. Oh boy.
1: Yeah, we have, we have, we have, trust me, man, we're, we're feeling all good after all these wins. They got to get the
0: partying out, out today. They just got to get it right. out of their system.
1: Yeah. Whatever, man. Go, go to, go to Brass Rail with James Herndon. <laughs> uh, all right, peace. Peace.
2: Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. Automatically. Dollar for dollar The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound. So you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.
1: Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York.